0: Welcome to another episode of A Brother's Guide Next. It's your boy, Guy. And as always, I'm joined by the homie, Kwab. What up, man? What's up? What's up, man? Happy New Year to you. I know this Happy is our New first year. episode
1: of 2021. What a, what a year it's been so
0: far. <laughs> <laughs> no, we only, what, what are we, eight days in? Yeah, man, eight days in this thing. Eight man. days man. in, dog. Days. Uh, yeah, yeah. But yo, uh, to start off, shout out to the homie, B-Raw. I I won't give away his uh government name, but uh blessing <laughs> us with the intro, uh eight ball MJG. Um it's actually uh the song is done on a on a uh past our guest we had on. Shout out to the homie Basics, aka Earl, who yeah. we had on the show. Who's who's also uh, one of the hosts of uh Three to Podway uh podcast. So um shout out to them for blessing us with that track for our intro um yeah man it's fire what, what Dog,
1: you of I, when, you, when when i first heard it i had it on repeat man I, that's yeah that's some, that's some fire right there because we do have people hit us up and tell us how much they enjoy our intro tracks but well, this is a new joint and it, it's it's dope for sure
0: yeah Shout it's all ba- it's all basics latest album go you know i think it's all streaming on all like you know uh apple uh music you know itunes uh, spotify uh, yeah. The homie's name is Basics. Uh Shout out to the homie Earl again and B Raw once again. But yeah, yeah, that track is blazing. It's, it's it's fire. So uh shout out to them for blessing us with uh with the intro. But yeah, man, how was how was your New Year's Eve?
1: I mean, it was on a Thursday, right? I think it was on a Thursday. <laughs> right, it was. So it, was. I, it was. You know, my my work schedule. I work four in the morning. Right, I did not right. stay up until midnight. In fact, the only reason I woke up that late is because of these damn fireworks, man. They woke me up. So, oh okay, okay. I didn't get very good sleep. That's how my New Year's Eve went. <laughs> but New Year's Day, New Year's Day was cool though. It was a Friday. Got to hang out with the lady. It was it was nice, man. Nice day at the crib. So nothing too wild, but uh, okay, okay. But yeah, man. It was it was a nice chill way to bring in the New Year. How was yours?
0: Same thing, yeah. We just chilled at the crib, me and the wife. Um, We brought in the New Year. I actually stayed up this year because in past years I've kind of fell, fell asleep before the ball dropped sometimes. But uh, old, I stayed dog. up. I'm getting old. I know, man. I stayed up and uh, watched the ball drop. I think we had, you know, we drank some, sipped on some some stuff. And then uh, pretty much after the ball drop, then we went to bed. You know what I mean? We didn't really stay yeah. up any much longer. Yeah, as far as New Year's Day, yeah, we just chilled. Yeah, we didn't really do too much. Uh, just chilled. I think, yeah, we probably went, ran some errands, maybe went to, I think we went to the mall or something. You know, just, you know, ain't a lot to do, obviously, with what's going on in the country. You know what I mean? But, uh,
1: right, right. yeah,
0: we just got out the house. You know what I mean? So, um yeah it was like like pretty much the same as yours. it's pretty chill, you know what I mean and uh it was all good That's But what's yeah up. man yeah, yeah we got
1: glad you brought it in safely for sure
0: yeah man it's not I like mean, it's I... not like our vegas New year's eve oh, <laughs> dog there's no You're comparison now we're gonna have to have a separate show on that like when we we'll, we we me and me and the homie Quab will have to have a separate show on uh you know vegas new year's eve i mean that can take that can take oh, up probably about yeah, two or three yeah. shows.
1: I just remember us being in crowds with literally thousands of people on the strip. Just it was, and it was it was cold. We were drunk. It it was it was a lot, man. Yeah, it
0: was a lot. Yeah, but I do remember
1: real real quick though. I do remember one of our last times that we did it. We were probably like in our mid twenties, maybe like it was right before you left Vegas. So you you might have been like twenty four. But I'll never forget. We were standing in the middle of the strip New Year's Eve in like two thousand and seven or whatever year that was, and we were just like. Yo, this is not our thing anymore. We were just
0: over it. Yeah. Like, I mean, like
1: it just it hit us both at the same time.
0: Right, right. Yeah, but man. First of all, it was yeah. kind of dangerous when we was out there that day, if I remember, because it was a little, you know, a little danger. I think, I think it was like a crazy dude, Yeah, dude, like somebody. Had like i, I, like I not if there was a, like a, somebody who was hanging. He had a gun. Yeah, gun. Yeah, yeah, like a gun. And so I was uh. like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm good on this. You know, I'm. I feel like I'm. I'm past this. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, I'm yeah. Good. But you know, we we'll always have good memories of those days. You know what I mean? I. I always sit, sit sit back sometime and reminisce, you know what I mean? Uh,
1: all we do but, is talk about college, man. That's all exactly.
0: We do. <laughs> the good old days, as I call them. The good old days. <laughs> <sighs> man. <laughs> but anyway, man, you know, we got a big weekend coming up. Um, Obviously, a, a big weekend for your team. Uh, You know, the NFL playoffs are starting. I ain't going to lie, man. I I never thought we'd be here just with everything going on in the country and the world. Yeah. You know, I yeah. never thought we we would be get to this point. But I'm happy we are. You know, I'm happy the NFL was able to – play out a season for the most part on, on, you know, for the most part safely. You know what I mean? I know they've had a little hiccups with, you know, with COVID and some teams and some players and sometimes some of the staff, you know, getting infected, unfortunately. And, um, but uh, yeah, obviously in your game, you know, coming up the Browns, you know, they had this situation this week, facilities closing, several players getting infected and along with coaches. I mean, yeah, I feel for them, man. Cause you know, I you know, I'm a, I'm a qu- quietly, as you always tell me, Quab, I'm a, I'm a, Cleveland Brown fan. Closet
1: Browns fan. I'm a closet <laughs> Cleveland
0: Brown fan, so I was happy for them to make the playoffs this year. Um, but I don't know, man. I think this is really going to affect them. You know, especially going in the, against Pittsburgh, a arch rival, somebody in the division, somebody that's well experienced. You know what I mean? I think mm-hmm. it's it's definitely going to affect them. But um, we'll get that's that that's actually the last game we're going to get to. But we're going to start off with uh, Indy at the Bills. Um, Bills returning for the second straight year to the playoffs. Man, um, Indianapolis. Uh, is this is this is this Frank Wright's first year getting to the playoffs with Indy? They didn't make it last year, right?
1: Well, I, I believe I believe he was the coach uh Andrew Lux last year when they went to the, they lost to the Chiefs in the in the divisional round.
0: Right, but they didn't make it last year though.
1: They missed it last year, Yep,
0: They missed it last year, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the return for the for the Colts. Um, but yeah, man, they're going against the Bills who who won a division, what was it, for the first time in uh how many years? Man,
1: 20-something years, man. Yeah, it's been a man. long time. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Since 90, 95 or 96, I
0: believe. Yeah. So, yeah, man. So, what are your early thoughts on this game, Indy at the Bills?
1: You know, I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. Like, the Bills, you can argue, are playing the best ball in the NFL right now. Like, them or maybe even, like, the Packers. Like, I think the Chiefs are the are the best team in the AFC. But as far as who's playing the best, you could argue it's the Bills right now. They look amazing, especially on offense. But I do think this game's going to be closest based off of the style of play that Indy um, has. Like, obviously, that Jonathan Taylor is is a guy that's been hot recently. He ran for over 200 yards in Week 17, so they have a really good running game, strong O line. Now, I'm, a lot of people are hit or miss on Rivers. I get it, you know, but he's still yeah,
0: I'm I'm missed. I'm missed <laughs> now he's so. still a
1: vet, though. He's still a guy that's gonna, gonna that's gonna sh- uh, scratch and claw throughout the game. We know that. Like the like Rivers won't go out easy. He may go out. You know, burning and throw a couple of picks, but they're always they're, they're <laughs> going to keep coming at you. And I think that this game is going to reflect that. Um, I like the Bills, but I do think it's one of those you know 24 kind of games. I think it's a close one, uh, but I like the Bills.
0: Like the Bills, yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with the Bills too, man. I've just been man. When I what I've seen from the Bills this year, I mean, obviously they made the playoffs last year and they like I said winning the division for the first time in like twenty something years. But I've just been so impressed with the development of Josh Allen, man. Like. I was really not big on him when he came out. Like I thought he was kind of going gonna, gonna to be a bust. Wasn't going to be that really, yeah. that great. A lot of people thought that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just thought he was one of those guys that wasn't going to be accurate. You know, I know he's good with his legs and get out the pocket and, and run, but I just kept thinking like, eh, I think that's all he's going to be. He's not going to end up being anything but that. Mm-hmm. But he, he's shown me this year, man, he can, he can throw the ball, be accurate. And obviously getting Stefan Diggs in the off season was huge. I mean, that dude has had one major year. I mean, He's – hes I mean, you can argue if he's top five, but I definitely think he's a top ten receiver in this league. He's um, definitely
1: top five. He led the league in receiving yards this year. He, yeah, he's – Oh, yeah. But yeah no,
0: because obviously, you know, obviously still people think it's Hopkins or, you know, um, you know, obviously – Devontae you, you Adams have, now. He got – yeah. Devontae Adams, right. I, I know Michael Thomas had kind of a down year. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and Mike Evans was kind of hurt this year. But, um, yeah, man, uh, Stephon Diggs, I mean, and it's funny. I covered him when he was at the University of Maryland. So I knew all about this dude from his from his college days i knew i knew i didn't i didn't think he would be this good in the nfl i thought he would be a good solid receiver and have a really good solid pro career but he's exceeded expectations as as, as far as i'm concerned but yeah man the bills like i said man just just the maturation that i see from the bills man and um i really think the bills can go deep i think they can not just win this game but I, i actually think they they can get to the afc championship game i don't know about the super bowl yet but i i think they can definitely get to the AFC championship game, but I think they got the I like against
1: them. the Super Bowl. I, I think they really do.
0: You really do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I would say like I like I I know you said you think it's gonna be a close game. I don't think it's gonna be as close as you think. I, I think the, the Bills will at least win by a touchdown or maybe even more. I could see them winning, you know, by seven or at least ten points in this game. Um <laughs> while 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 I like Indian, and I love their coaching, I love their O line. I like like you said, you, you mentioned Jonathan Taylor in their running game. Yeah, I just don't trust Rivers, man. And I know Trevor... Rivers has hit or miss, and I know he's a vet, and he's been in the playoffs, you know, he's been in these situations before, but, yeah, man, obviously, look, because he's not going to be there next year. We all know that, you know, they're probably going to be looking – he only signed a one-year deal, so they'll they'll be looking elsewhere for a quarterback next year. But, uh, yeah, man, I like the Bills, like I said, probably by a touchdown or or 10 points. Okay, okay, should be a good one. Yeah. So the next game we're going to cover is the Rams at Seattle. Obviously, man, you know, Russell Wilson, what a year he's had, you know, arguably the MVP of the league. Um, you know their D hasn't been that great all year, um, but he's really been the constant. I mean, he's been just lighting it up. And I know, he's, you know, obviously, you know, every quarterback has their games where they, you know, don't play well. But for the most part, he's been on point. Um, and the Rams, they the Rams are funny, man. They they've been one of those those teams that like, like real up and down. Like they'll win a lot, and then they've been losing some. They lose they lose some head scratchers. Like the teams are like, how'd they lose that game? And um, they lost. To the- I don't know. Though. You know what, man? I think we've talked about this kind of off the air. I don't know about golf, man. I don't know about that dude. I just he, – he, he reminds me of – like, okay, I'm not going to say he's as bad or he's, he's falling as far as down as Wentz has, but I'm getting that whole vibe, that, that Wentz vibe that maybe in the next year or so they may have to look to get another quarterback. I mean, unless, unless he proves me wrong and he just, you know, steps up his game and blows me away somehow. I just – I don't know, man. I'm not a big believer in golf, But getting back to the game, what, what do you think? Rams at Seattle.
1: I'm not a golf guy, so I... Yeah, we talked about that. On that oh, yeah. One.
0: yeah, I'm not a golf guy, so...
1: You know, this game is tricky because I I, I also think it's going to be closer than people think, only because Seattle's also... Division game, yeah, division game. Yeah, divisional game. Like, yeah. And not, not, not saying all divisional games are always close, but this one, you know, the Rams have a, a top three defense. Um I don't think we see that. We don't see that same explosion from the Seahawks that we saw the first half of the year. So I don't necessarily think they're going to go. You know, they're going to go drop thirty points, especially on a really good defense like theirs. I think the problem with the Rams right now is just the uncertainty at quarterback, especially if while Golf is still questionable, we got this John Wolfer dude who.
0: I mean, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, right.
1: I mean, he's he's only he he played in week seventeen. Wasn't really that impressive. I mean, he he's pretty he's pretty athletic, good with his legs, but. I don't think Seattle's defense, which has actually been also been playing a little better recently, ever since they got Carlos Dunlap as well, they've actually been playing pretty well and um, they've, they've they've straightened things out a little bit over the last few weeks. So, I think if if golf were to play, I'm not huge on him, but I do think he's an upgrade. If he were to play, I actually might lean towards the Rams because although that he's inconsistent, we know the Rams sometimes they can be really explosive offensively too. So.
0: Yeah, that's what I've been saying, man. All season they've been so up and down. Like they'll look like real explosive one game, yeah. and the next game you're like, "What was that?" Like they looked, they look like one of the worst offenses in the league. And you know, Sean McVay is a great offensive mind. Yeah. I, I don't get it. They were just so inconsistent this yeah. year. Yeah,
1: yeah. But with that said, with the uncertainty at
0: quarterback, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the Seahawks there. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the Seahawks, man. Just because I'm a big Russell Wilson guy, and I, like I said, I know in the beginning I said, look, I'm not big on Seattle's D because Seattle can give up some points. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean they can give up they're they're bound to give up 30 40 points just like that but you're right i mean i'm not big on golf but even if he and i'm gonna be honest even if he was playing regardless i know they have you know like we don't know what the uh, qb situation is going to be i still like the the seahawks i just even if golf plays it may be a little more high scoring you know what i mean but i think russell will be able to outdo golf and just pretty much outscore them you know what i mean um and um I mean, obviously, are two great coaches going at it. I mean, Pete Carroll and I, and I like Sean McVay, but yeah, like I said, I just think it comes down to it, even if golf plays, Russell Wilson will be, you know, he'll just he'll just out outscore outscore them, okay. you know, and and it, it can be a high scoring game. But yeah, I like the Seahawks as well. Gotcha. All right, this next game. Okay, shout out to my DMV DMV family. I know people are hype up in Washington. Bucks at Washington. Obviously, Washington won the division at seven and nine. I keep hearing now all week. I was getting texts and calls from, uh, you know, my my DC family that uh, the Washington Redskins are now going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I know you probably have a blank face right now. Bob. <laughs> I, I can tell by the silence. <laughs> you can tell, you that you're tell probably, through the
1: phone. <laughs>
0: yeah, I can tell through the phone. You probably have a blank face, but yo, yeah, the res. Look, I know being Cowboy fans, people always say the Cowboy fans are so annoying, but Redskins fans also so. This the they're some of the most unrealistic fans I probably have ever met in my life, but. With that being said, they did win the division. You know, the, regardless of how, how bad the division was, they won it. They're, mm-hmm. they're hosting a playoff game. They're playing the Bucs. Um, and they're playing a, a QB who a lot of people thought was done. But th- I, think end up throwing what, 40 touchdowns. I think we need to call some. Yeah. Who end up, <laughs> so I'm sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong, Quab. Did he throw 40 touchdowns in just 12 picks this year?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he's done.
0: Yeah, but, but he supposedly was, is, is done. Um, yeah, this is, this is supposed to be, you know, the, the Brady's done. You know, he's going to retire after this year. He's only going to throw – he's going to throw 20 or less touchdowns and all these picks. But, uh, yeah, I think a lot of people need to eat their words, you know, today and this season that, that said that. But uh, with that being said, who, who, who do you like? Bucks at Washington. So I do think
1: that of all the teams that could have won the East in Week 17, this actually may be the toughest matchup for them just simply based off of the D-line of uh of washington okay. like they've got some dogs on that d line man not not just chase young but montez sweat like they got some really good young athletic um defensive ends and and tackles in that on that line so i do think that, you know you how do you what's the blueprint to beating brady we know what it is you get to him. you, you put them on the ground you put pressure on him consistently and i
0: yeah, because he's not mobile no, he's at not. all. He's a, he's a statue back there, especially especially now in his career. Exactly.
1: So I do think that if I think they'll get some pressure on him, and I think that'll make this game a little more competitive than people may think, just looking at the matchup. Um, I I like the Bucks, but I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of those games that's close. Maybe until you know mid fourth quarter, maybe even early fourth quarter, and then the Bucks may start to pull away after a touchdown. So I think this is going to be one of those you know twenty four. You know, maybe twenty four fourteen kind of game. So like close, close throughout, and then they pull away in the fourth. But I don't think this is a blowout. I think this game's closer than people think.
0: I think this is a blowout, <laughs> dog. And let me tell you why I okay. think it's a blowout. One thing you don't do with Tom Brady, and I'm gonna, am I actually gonna reference your team? The one thing you don't do with Tom Brady ahead of a game with, and especially a playoff game, is talk trash to that dude and tell that dude that you know I'm coming for you. you you're not good anymore. You're old or whatever. Let's just take a lesson from our, our, our good friend, the safety. Um, was it? I forgot his name on Pittsburgh. Who was oh, the safety that guy? That was awful. Yeah, but anyway, I, Yeah, but I just re- I just remember you know when he talked that trash and then Brady went out and absolutely destroyed the Steelers. Now I know obviously you know it, he was. This was when he was with the Patriots. They were obviously still real good. It was at they were at home, but I I just don't ever think it's a good idea that you talk trash to Tom Brady. It just gives him extra motivation and i already think he's been motivated this whole year because people thought he was done and i just i don't think that was a good idea by chase young calling him out now chase young is great i think he's going to be uh all pro pro bowl in this league and he could possibly even be a hall of famer but i just think the rookie had to this is one of those times you just don't need to say anything you know you're you're going into the playoffs you're an underdog already and i get it you want to be confident but I just don't think you want to give Tom Brady any more motivation, and I think that's the mistake they made. I, I would have agreed with you if Chase Young didn't make that statement early in, in the week, but I think now, as I as I look at everything and I'm looking at it, I just think Brady's going to come in and be just super motivated. I think obviously he has Gronk, he has Antonio, he has Mike, he has all the weapons, and I and I get Washington has a good D, but I I think I think the Bucks are going to blow him out. I, and now I don't think it's going to be blowout from like the start. I I, I think it'll be close, maybe. So maybe the half or the third quarter, but I do see the Bucks pulling away and at least winning by two or three touchdowns. Mm. So I like, I like, I like. I don't have a huge
1: problem with what Chase Young said because it's not like he called Brady done or old. He just said like I'm coming after you. Like it's almost like he's excited to play with him. He called him the goat. Like he's showing him the utmost respect. I just think it's the, the him being a competitor, him being young. Um, So yeah, I didn't take it necessarily as trash talk. Um, although Bruce Arians did come out and say, "Be careful what you wish for."
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, no, I agree, and I agree with you. I agree with you on all those points. Right? He didn't say anything derogatory. Yeah, he no. didn't say he didn't he didn't insult the man. But what I'm saying is, I guess my broader point is that Brady's not that type of dude, especially now, especially this season, going into this game that you should give him extra yeah, motivation. You know what I mean? And, like, and and the simple fact that you like you just pointed out that the, his head coach, Bruce Arians, even came out and said something to defend him, you know, because, like, let's be real. Like, if if it was nothing, you know, Brady would have said anything. He would have been like, uh, whatever, he's a rookie, whatever. But even Brady came out and, you know, responded. So, I think – I don't know if that was a good idea. And I think, like I said, he's just extra motivated. And listen, look, look we all know Tom Brady's the GOAT six, six-time Super Bowl champion. He's seen it all. He's seen all types of coverages, all types of guys come after him. He knows the deal. I mean, Chase Young is a young guy. You know, you, you're going against the goat, and you can. I think he's gonna he's gonna see on um, on Saturday why Tom Brady's the goat and why he threw 40 touchdowns and only 12 picks this season. So, like I said, I still like the Bucks. I got big. you.
1: And by the way, shout out to uh, Kelsey Nicole Nelson, Washington. She must be hyped right now. One of our yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah 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 man. I gotta I gotta, <laughs> I gotta I gotta we gotta hit her up. Yeah, shout out to the to the homie. Of course, you know. She was first, a guest on our first, podcast first talking about the rest guest. of the season. Yeah, yeah. First female guest. Yeah, man, it's a story. So, um, yeah, I know she's hyped. So I gotta, I gotta hit her <laughs> up. But uh, you know, um, yeah, I think she's gonna be disappointed after Saturday night. But uh, you know, I hate, I hate to say <laughs> we, we, it. We, we, we give, we give you yeah, props,
1: but that's where it stops. It's like,
0: like this. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the quote Jay Z. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right. So we're gonna. It's funny. Now we're gonna go from one, uh, one, uh. DMV team. Well, I I guess they're not really a part of the DMV. That's quote unquote. But we're gonna go up uh I-95 <laughs> into Bmore. Um well the game is not in B but the Ravens are at the Titans and um man, yo. That's a tough game. To Derrick call. Henry. That's a tough game. Derek Henry King. I'm I'm about to call him King Henry Dog. What he's done this season, and in that stat that you and Questy sent me of uh, when he was in high school and college and what he's done so far in the NFL. I mean, this dude is an absolute beast, is a monster. Um, yeah, man, I, I mean, Baltimore, obviously, is not the same team they were a season ago. Um, I mean, obviously, they're still dangerous, they're still great coaching. They still have Lamar Jackson. I still think they have a solid D. But uh, the, obviously, the Titans were the one that went into Baltimore and beat them last year and got to the AFC Championship game. So now it's reversed. It's in, it's in Nashville. It's in Tennessee. Who you got?
1: You know, I don't like Tennessee's defense at all. They're actually kind of bad. Like they're they're not just even average. They're actually they have no pass rush. I think they had fourteen or fifteen sacks all season.
0: Do you do you do you think they're comparable to like like the Seattle defense? Um, you said like, is, is Seattle's that, defense, defense that? historically
1: was worse. But I, like but Seattle's right. defense now is more turned into a bend but don't break defense, whereas the Tennessee's defense is break right. all the time. Like they even in week seventeen <laughs> against the four win Texans, they allowed thirty six or thirty five points or whatever. They just they just don't make enough plays on defense. They don't. They don't create turn.
0: I mean, Deshaun Watson is still that dude. though. I mean, they were going against one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, but that's so the problem. Right. To get right, to right. I'm just using week seventeen
1: just because it was the last game they played. But they just and NFL right it being a must win game for them, like it wasn't just one of those like, oh, we're just playing just to improve our seating. Like they were in a situation where they needed to win to secure a playoff spot. So to me, um, their their defense has a lot of holes. But with that said, with the Ravens there's still not a team that has proven they can play well from behind and that concerns me especially against a team that's beaten you the last two times you've played them because they beat the titans one in baltimore earlier this year what happens if they go down 14 nothing and we know how tennis tennessee is they can score and one one dude me and you were a little off on who's actually a pretty good player is ryan Tannehill. so they're, they're going to have that balance of pass. You mean you and throw? Yeah. So we're gonna the, the Tennessee's <laughs> gonna try to create that balance of you know they're gonna they're gonna try to you know you, they're they're really good at using play action because they can do that you know you're gonna show that much respect to Derrick Henry right, and that's right, where right. Uh, Ryan Tannehill thrives in the play action pass going downfield to AJ Brown. I think they're gonna be able to establish that early. I think the Ravens may fall behind. Um, I think they'll come back in battle, but I think Tennessee wins, man. I think Tennessee wins a high-scoring game. I like them, you know, 34-30, 34-28 type of game. I'm going to go Tennessee.
0: You know, it's funny. So I I disagree with you in in, in a way because I think this key to the game to me is I agree with you. The Titans' defense is really bad, and I think for them, they're going to have to slow down the game, so they're going to have to make it right. You know, obviously, pound Henry, pound Henry, use play action, but I think they're going to have to keep the ball – out of Lamar Jackson's hands and and, and the Ravens' offense. I think if they can do that, I like the Titans, but I don't think it's going to be high scoring. I like it more like, yeah, I like more like maybe 21 to like 14, 21. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I just think it's going to be because I think, listen, if it's high scoring, I actually don't favor the Titans. I I favor the Ravens more. I think that's what the Ravens want. The Ravens want more of a high scoring game. I I don't think – I don't know if Tennessee can keep pace because, I mean, listen – the offense for the Titans is built around Derrick Henry. So when you run the ball, you don't score. I mean, yeah, you score a lot of points. You, know, you score points. But, you know, obviously when you throw the ball, you score more points. And like you said, Tanner's going to use more play action. And they're going to, like you said, be very balanced. So I think if they're going to win, it's going to be more of a – they're going to have to win in a low-scoring game. And I think – not to say that they still can't win big. Like, I think the Titans will still win by, you know, a touchdown or, or, or two touchdowns. But I think they're going to have to kind of – play keep away from Lamar and the, and the Ravens offense, then try to go tip attack with them. Cause I don't think Tannehill can really go tip attack with Lamar or they can try to use, you know, Derrick Henry to do that. So I, now with all that being said, I do like the Titans. Oh, to I thought you were win, going Ravens. Like I said, I still, <laughs> no, no, with all that being said, I still like the Titans to win because I think the Titans will do that. I think what the Titans are going to do is they're going to, they're going to, like you said, be balanced, play action, use Derrick Henry, try to keep, keep away from the Baltimore, uh, Offense, you know, stay on the field, you know, win the time of possession. So I, I, I like the, I like, like I said, if it's close, I like probably a twenty-one fourteen kind of game. If I think, you know, like I said, it, it, it could even possibly be like twenty-eight fourteen, twenty-eight seventeen. But I think the, the the Titans do not want to get in the shootout with with the Ravens. I think if it, if it gets into that, I, I favor the Ravens. But with, like I said, with that being said, I think the Titans will do what I think they're going to do. And, like I said, is that and that's time of possession, slow the ball down, play action, you know, pound it with Henry, um, take the shots when you have to, but play keep away from the Ravens' offense and Lamar Jackson. So, I like that
1: one. You were saying you could see it being a 28 14 kind of game, which means you would have to see winning kind of easily. Like, do you think it could be like an easier win for them?
0: Yeah, yeah, because like I said, if they do what I think they're going to do, or what I I hope they're going to do, like what I just just you know, uh, described, I I think they can win easily. I think, because if you can keep the ball out of, you know, Lamar's hands and and not have the Ravens on the field that much, and I know the Titans D is not great, but if they can just get a few stops or, like, you know, a couple stops, you know what I mean, then they I think they can do just enough to then kind of control the game. Like like I said, time possession. Like, they're going to have to eat up a Mm -hmm. lot of clock. So, um, but I think if it's a shootout, I don't, I don't I don't like the Titans' chances in the shootout. I, gotcha. I like the okay. Ravens more. All right, this next game, man, I I can't believe you know. It's funny. I text Quab, uh, you know, at the end of the season, and when I saw the uh, NFC, you know, playoff <laughs> oh, yeah. picture, I almost I almost forgot about this team. I was like, wait a minute, how did I was like the Bears are in the playoffs? <laughs> like they're the most probably irrelevant team in the playoffs in in a long time I can remember that. Nobody even knew they were like, I was just like, wait a minute, how did they make the playoffs? Because for some reason, I kept thinking that you know, the Cardinals are going to make it because they had such a great season with Kyler Murray, and you know, um, but now, you know, obviously that's a big yeah. indictment on their coaching, but we, we, we'll <laughs> talk about that in another show, but uh, yeah, I just, I mean. I can't believe the okay. Bears made the playoffs. I mean, remember, I think we talked about it in midseason. I think we were like five and five. I mean, I think we had left them for dead. I think, especially you had made the comment on the show, kind of saying, like, yeah, I don't, I don't when Nick Foles went down, like, yeah, I don't see them Dude, they lost being six good at games all at, some, and... at one point this season. Six three.
1: <laughs> well, they did start five and one. Right. So that's what like... kind of balanced everything out because they did finish eight and eight. So luckily they had that really good start because they were really bad at one point
0: exactly. Right, cuz I remember you saying like, oh yeah, they're done. Yeah. It's over. Like, you know what I mean? And now here we are and they're in the playoffs and they're placing the the Saints, which is not a good matchup for them. Um even though I know I know Foles has, you know, historically played well against um, you know, the Saints in the, in the playoffs, but uh and, and and listen, the Bears still have a good defense. I, I you know, I still love Khalil Mack. Um and and I do like Nagy as their coach. I think he's a he's an underrated coach, but uh I just don't like this matchup, but what do you think? Uh, Bears at New Orleans. Can I just
1: say Saints and move on? I don't really, don't really have much to
0: say about <laughs> right. this. One.
1: Saints. I like the Saints.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I just have to say the same thing, man. Saints. I just, yeah, I mean, I, again, for for the simple fact, I didn't even know they were in the playoffs, and then they made the playoffs. That's just an indictment. But they're only in the playoffs so. because the Cardinals yeah, have
1: a terrible coach, and he could, and they couldn't win I, like yes, one, exactly. one more game to get.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't think we have to get into why we think the no. Saints are going to win. I mean, I think it's pretty plain and simple. If you know football, if you guys have been watching, I don't think we have to really explain this game. But, yeah, pretty much yes. both me and Kwab Saints. Yeah. All right. Now we're getting into the last game that we're going to cover, the last game of the uh wild card weekend. Um, it's your boys, man, and they're hosting the, the the arch rival, uh the Browns. Shout out to the Browns making the playoffs for the first time since – 2004, yeah, we're a
1: no, dog. We're, we're we just got out of high school. Oh my god, 2000, yeah, we just got
0: out of high school. Wow, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Wow, 2002, yeah, man. So the Browns are uh in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I, I as, as I said before, I, I as I say to Crawford, I'm, I'm a quiet, you know, I'm a, I'm a yeah. closet Browns fan. You know, I always quietly root for them, so. They finally made it. They made it the year where I kind of gave up on it. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm done with the Browns. They, and they yeah, make that's, it. That's how That's, it goes. that's, that's always yeah. happening. The same. Yeah, I know. Same thing. I do the same thing with the Cowboys. The Cowboys, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're not going to be good. Then they're going to be good. So anytime I think they're going to be good, then they're not good. So I, I don't know what to, I, you know, maybe I need to just start saying, yeah, they're not going to be good. And then they'll be good. <laughs> so, um Yeah. Same thing with the Browns. But uh yeah, unfortunate thing with the Browns this week, obviously, with, with COVID going on around the world and the country, obviously, uh their head coach, uh, as you heard, you know, had uh was diagnosed with COVID and several of his players and some of their key players as well. Um just an unfortunate situation, obviously. Um me and Qua kinda of talked about it before the for the podcast that it's just unfortunate, man, with the Browns because, you know, right, you're making the playoffs for the first time in Eighteen years on, nineteen years or whatever, and th- for this to happen, it's just kind of just bad luck. But uh, and then you're going against you know your arch rival, the you know the, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the team that you yeah, know yeah like kinda I said, rivalry, you. Short, and, uh, I, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the team that it's funny. So the, the it, I and I know Quab loves is this. this is the team that beat them the last time yeah, they won the playoffs. Is, it is. So um, yeah, so it's just a, it's just an unfortunate situation. Um. I mean, I don't really. I guess I'll ask your thoughts on it, Qua. But I already know what the answer is. Yeah, what but are, I'm, I'm
1: never like a. I, you know me. I'm never gonna be like biased towards the Steelers. I'll always give you. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, no.
0: I know. You. I yeah. I
1: would be shocked if this game is that close. I, I, I don't, don't think it should be right based off. They don't have a coach. They don't have a no, coach, dog. No, I <laughs> like this, yeah. have dude calling yeah. plays never like called plays from what I've heard. Like. If the Steelers lose this game, bro, at home, and the other team has no coach, and it's the Browns, (laughs) Roethlisberger against the Browns in Pittsburgh in his career, 15-0. and He's never lost to them. Not even once. There may have been one game where it was even close, like, oh man, this is like going down to the wire, but... Besides that, no, no, now this is a, this is not your same old Browns though. This is a team that's that's an X. That they not. run the ball really well. I mean, they I think they have the best duo in the league. I don't even think that's our – I don't. Think, yeah, they have a oh, their yeah. backup I as agree. a starter for you know ninety percent of the teams in the NFL. If if he got the opportunity, so right, they're a team that right, runs the right. ball really well. But I still have my doubts on Baker, especially once again once the team is down and you force them to be one dimensional. If the Steelers can go up 10-0, 14-0, right, right. force him to beat you against the Steelers secondary, that's really improved. Make a Fitzpatrick named an all-pro again. Um, had a pick six the last time uh, they played in Pittsburgh. So, um, you know, the Steelers were able to get four sacks in week 17, a game they had a lot of backups in, and they lost by two. So now you have the sack leader and T.J. Watt playing this week, who didn't play last week, Cam Hayward coming back, who didn't play last week. And they had four sacks, like I said, without these guys. So I expect them to put a lot of pressure on Baker. Um, the, the the Steelers' offense obviously has had trouble running the ball, and I still think they're not. That's not going to improve, you know, overnight. They're still not going to be able to do that. But the 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 Browns don't have a great defense. They don't have a great. They have a good pass rush, but they don't have a good secondary. And I think Ben's going to be able to take advantage of that. So I do think I like the Steelers here, maybe like twenty seven seventeen.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. I'm gonna you keep it all should. the way red with you, you bro. I even think if. Yeah, listen. I think even if they had a coach and everything was healthy. Yeah, they I don't you know, M- I, I still don't think they should
1: lose. Yeah, yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah, and, and as much as as much as I love the Browns, you know, improvement this year. I, I mean, you kind of said everything, hit everything on the head. I mean, look, they're not, they're not gonna have a coach, dog. Like you said, they're gonna they're gonna have somebody who never called plays. I mean, that's never a good situation, especially going into a, a playoff game. I mean, at that, and and you're on the road. So, yeah. I mean, look. I love the running game from the Browns. And like you said, I mean, arguably the best duo. Maybe I, I, I you know, I'm just going to let me yeah, say they are sure. the best duo in the league. Um, but I don't, that's just not enough. Like you said, I don't trust Baker. Um, you know, and this is Baker's first playoff game. And like you said, once the Steelers make them one-dimensional, it's just a wrap. You know what I mean? They won't be able to really do anything. Now, I do think the Browns' D is, is, is improved. I love Miles Garrett. I love Denzel Ward in the, in the, um, in the secondary. So their D is actually underrated. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's not that bad, but I just think the, the Steelers offense will do just enough. Now the one thing that is concerning with the Steelers is that, you know, just going down the stretch of the season, man, yeah, they just kind of wow. fell off. I mean, with, with, they end up losing like three or four mm-hmm. straight at one point, And it was just weird. It was like, Whoa, like what happened? And that's so, one of the reasons I think um, their season
1: could end after this week. I, I don't, I'd be shocked if they got to the right, the, right. The, the, the divisional. I mean, I'm sorry, the, the title game. Just they're just too limited. They're too one dimensional. Yeah. Right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the only thing that concerns me. But just the fact again that they're at home, they're going against an inexperienced coach, an inexperienced quarterback. Uh, the yeah, like you said, Ben has never lost and got fifteen right. and zero in his career. Yep. Jesus, against one team. You know what I mean? That's that's nuts. Um, yeah. So, like you said, in none of the games that ever in Pittsburgh have ever even been close so I mean yeah this is just a recipe for a, a, a Browns disaster so yeah I mean I unfortunately it, like I said it's an unfortunate incident it's not it's not a fault of their own I mean obviously what's going on in the country sucks and we all are aware of what's going on it's unfortunate but and it's like I said it's just a stroke of bad luck but to have that on top of you know probably already we're going to lose the game anyway um yeah, it's just not good. So I got Pittsburgh big. I think Pittsburgh will win by yeah two or three touchdowns. I would even lean more three or four touchdowns. Yo, this win by this three would or four be touchdowns. a it horrible
1: this Steelers loss.
0: But like, no, like, this. like it would be
1: awful <laughs> if they lost this game.
0: Would you put it in? Would it be a bigger upset than? Would it be like the the uh, Buster <laughs> Douglas Tyson kind of? <laughs> I'm not going to say that because
1: I don't think the Steelers are that good. Where I like, you know, it, you know, the Steelers aren't good enough to be like. <laughs> You know, it's not like like that's one of the biggest upsets of all time. Meaning, like Buster Douglas was such an underdog. the The, the Browns are really six point underdog, so they're, they're the Steelers are favored to win. You know, obviously, like by like a touchdown. You know, so but just with right, right, yeah, right, yeah, with all and they should win by more. Like this would be a disaster. It can't happen, and let's <laughs> hope it doesn't. Because oh lord, that's that's going to be-
0: if if it now if it does, is this is this is this a fireball offense for for Mike Tomlin and Maybe possibly like Big it's, Ben it's like so okay, hard we need to move to, on. to
1: put the Steelers just don't fire coaches, so it, it, it's just not a part of their. It's just not how they're ready. like they've they had three coaches.
0: But I think this would just be historic, just to some of the fact that Ben has never lost to this team in in how how long he's been with Steelers? I what, years, how many? Yeah. Almost twenty years. I mean, yeah, and t- Tomlin, who's been there for you know ten plus years, he's never lost. Yeah. He's never lost to them at home. I mean. In like I said, games, I only remember one year they could beat them. Like, and then It was like one. <laughs> exactly. So I just think when if if, if it wants to happen, it, you you really have to start thinking like, okay, yeah, this is it's time you to know, blow this shit ben, up. You know yeah, yeah, I, I think mean? Like Big Ben, that it may be... could
1: happen regardless of how what they do in the playoffs this year. Like if, if they would right yeah, right, yeah, right if they right. have, let's say you, hypothetically you... they win a Super Bowl, I think Ben could call it a career. Now that's a great way to go out, you know. <laughs> um but if right right, bad, right right then i you know he's owed 41 million dollars next year they're going to have a really tough decision to make because you can't invest that much right in right next year a 39 year old quarterback you
0: just can't do that so big big game right and what, what, what about what about for tomlin on Tomlin? i mean on Tomlin's side?
1: they started 11 and zero. he's never had a losing season i think he's gonna have to have at least that or miss the playoffs you know, in consecutive years before they decide to let him go. So, no, nah, I don't think...
0: Right. So, even if they would have melt down and the yeah, round, he's, he's still think he's safe. That's not how the Steelers operate. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, those are our NFL picks. We'll see how, you know, after after uh, Sunday, if, yeah. or how we uh, how we look, if we're right, if we're wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be covering the divisional round and The championship round and Super Bowl and there and and so on and so on going going down the line, but uh, should be a should be a uh, great great sports weekend. You know, if you're a big NFL uh, football fan, it should be should be great. I like that wild (laughs) wild card weekend. It's
1: great to have six games. Never had that
0: before. I know. Yeah, that's 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 never been done before, right? Yeah. So no, it should be a great weekend. Should be a great weekend. Now the next segment we're gonna to jump to is I gotta shout out the, the homie Quad for bringing this up. Now, you know, we had some unfortunate news this week. One of the one of the greatest, if not the you know, a lot of in a lot of people's eyes, the greatest hip hop producer, um, Dr. Dre. Uh obviously you guys heard the news. Uh he had a um aneurysm, an aneurysm, aneurysm, a brain aneurysm, and uh was in ICU. Uh I don't I don't know what the status is now, but yeah, I know. There was we, a tweet I know he's doing better. that. he's he's, he's in
1: I, good I, shape and he said, you know, just thank you for all the prayers. Yeah,
0: and I'm not have they, have sure, they, well, they he's ICU? in stable
1: condition, which is good news.
0: You're right, so I think, so he should be out of ICU, so that's that's a good sign, um, but uh, yeah, just shout out to the homie Dr. Dre, we obviously had a, uh, you know, some shows back, we had our, our favorite, you know, our all-time favorite producers, obviously, I got I got a little pushback and clown for not ha- having him in my top <laughs> five, but um you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I'm still a Dr. Dre fan. I love Dr. Dre. Like he's 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 in my top ten. I know people are be like, "Dog, what's going on?" But hey, look, I, I'm still a Dr. Dre fan. First of all, the people that were getting on me shouldn't get on me because I've been a doctor. I was a Dr. Dre fan when some of y'all gave up on him. When he still, I, I actually liked his last out. album. And when <laughs> yes, I was the only one that had faith in hope real, that detox was coming out. And with quab. I do well. You tell me every year. You you remind he's me still, every year it's never still coming, still out. It's like, coming out.
1: I still
0: think it's coming out. I still think it's coming out. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be 50 I'll and be I'm be like, real like he's dropping. <laughs> I to be when you're
1: 50. He's already like 50 something. No, that's,
0: that's he better not be yeah, dropping detox. I know. Detox when I know. He's like yeah. So I'm, like, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I still have I still have hope. So uh, yeah, but my and, and, and like I said, uh, shout out to the homie Quab in honor of that. We. He came up – he he thought it would be good to come up with our top ten wet, favorite West Coast uh, yeah. hip-hop tracks of all time. Yeah. So, yeah. Of course, you know, Quab represents the West Coast. You know, he's a we Cali We know the dude, West Side you know. is the best side. Even though yeah. oh, God. Was, you know what i I was just about to say that. Even I always tell him the East, East Coast is the best side. You know what I nah. mean? You know, but, uh, <laughs> but, you know, for, for this segment, I, I, I'll, you know, I'll bless him. I'll, like, you know, I'll, I'll give – I'll show no, the sort of West Coast God. love. But, uh. Yeah. But yeah, we'll start with you, man. What's your what's your what's your number ten best uh West Coast hip hop? Right, this
1: list was really tough because
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, it was tough for yeah, me. Yeah, and, and my list only sure. consists
1: of like four different artists, so it's not super diverse. But there's just some these <laughs> yeah, are just classic tracks think, yeah. you can't leave off. So number ten for me is a right. is a rapper I don't feel like you've ever really grasped onto only because like I've never really heard you say, like, oh yeah, I like his stuff, but I think you underrate him, man. Is corrupt. We can freak it. I don't know if you're, you, you that that particular song rings a bell, but like that song was so big when I was in high school. Like,
0: yeah, I don't I, I don't know that. Song. I bet you be hear it. You'll be like,
1: oh yeah, I know this track. But um, yeah, so I got we can freak it by by corrupt. It's just one of those songs you can put on when you're in the club, put on when you're chilling with your boys. Kind of reminds me of high school, kicking it with the homie Herm, the homie Terry. So I got that. I got that at number ten. What you got? <laughs>
0: Yeah, so before I get to my number 10, see, okay, so I don't dislike Corrupt. I just never really, like, listen to his music. I mean, it's funny. Like, some of the stuff he's featured on I've liked, you know what I mean? Like, whether it was West Coast or even East Coast songs he's been on, I've liked him when he's featured on stuff. But, yeah, I never listened to, like, his discography. But, hey, I know being from the West Coast, he's a big, you know, he's big. You know, he's obviously dog pound and all that. So I I I get it, you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. But my number 10 um, favorite West Coast hip-hop track uh, is – to Live and Die in um, L.A. Yeah, by Tupac. Yeah, man. I So it's funny because he made that song when the whole East Coast, West Coast beef was going on. And, you know, obviously I was living in the West, you know, I'm from the West Coast. I was all West. I mean, I'm so I was, I'm from the East Coast and I was all East Coast at that time. Like, I was like, you know, F-pop, you know what I mean? Because I was riding with Big in the East Coast. But I actually did like song. that song, song, you know what I mean? Um, it's a great song. Yeah, it's on, it's on Machiavelli uh which is one of his best albums um and uh yeah man that okay. that's my number 10 um i don't really have any reasons because you know i'm not i'm not from the west coast but yeah, it's, it's you know i've always just thought it was a it was a good catchy song and it's one of pox to me one of pox's best songs like it's one of his underrated songs i'm sure people want to put it in the in their mm-hmm. in the, his top five but you know he, he it's one of oh, my God. favorite pox okay. songs so yeah right. that's my number 10. I got to so go, go
1: with S-N-O-O-P, man. I got to go with Ain't No Fun by Snoop. Ain't no fun that the homies can't have none. Okay. Another song that reminds me. <laughs> this is such a great song. <laughs> Doggy Style, which is one of the great, great, great rap albums ever. Classic. Absolute classic. Oh, yeah. um, you could argue it's the best West Coast album ever. There's a lot of arguments with Doggy Style. But ain't no yeah, fun, I yeah, can't have none. True. Another song that just reminds me of my childhood. It, it's like a summer barbecue song, man. I just it just remind it's it's such a nostalgic track for me and I love Snoop Dogg, so I got that at number nine.
0: Yeah, so it's funny, I gotta stay with say what say what I man Snoop. I I actually have him at number nine as well, um, with the song What's <laughs> My Name. Um, so yeah, so that that was actually like my that that's that actually may be my all-time great. favorite shooter. Another of doggy all style time. song. Um yeah, yeah, but um yeah, man, cuz that was the first time I ever heard him like solo when I I remember when I first heard yeah, well first of all that album is great by the way. Like you said one of the one of the greatest hip- not just West Coast hip-hop albums, one of the greatest hip-hop albums just of all time. So, um yeah, man, what's my name? I used to always like bump that like I must have been in like 5th yeah. or 6th grade when that came out and I was just like, man, this, yeah, like, uh, I was like, this song is dope Like, now. I was such a big Snoop fan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was, he probably was like the first dude I gravitated yeah, I to in the West people, Coast, you know, sure. like, because like, yeah, cause like, you know, like, obviously I was too young when NWA came out. So, I mean, my brother has more of, of affinity probably for them than I would, cause I was young when NWA came out. And then even though Dr. Dre was, you know, him and Snoop were like, you know, like partners in crime, like, yeah, Snoop was probably like that first dude. I gravitated to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in, in the West Coast. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, I, that's such a great song for me. Like, I, I have it on, on my on my playlist, on my iTunes. You know, I've played every once in a while. So, yeah,
1: yeah man, classic, what's my name by classic, Snoop on, sure. on Doggy Style? My well, number eight. So, you know what's your number eight? So, we don't have to stick with it too long. Live and die in L.A., bro. Great.
0: Yeah. Oh, number okay. Eight. Okay. Okay. So, my number eight, even though it's funny. So, I'm going to stick with Snoop, even though, even though, like I said, I, I – What's my name? is probably my favorite Snoop track. But um this next track probably just I mean, for s for, for all West Coast fans of Snoop Heads, I mean, yeah, oh, Gin yes. and Juice be, by dude. Snoop. That's also on Doggy Side. I think that's just like a West Coast like oh, staple. Insane. It's like a it's like a classic. It's like it's like it's it's like a song that you have to play if you're in LA, like at a party. <laughs> no, regardless of what be the age number you are. One party yeah.
1: song Go ahead ever. Well, maybe not number one, but it's top three.
0: Yeah. No question.
1: Classic yeah.
0: dog. Another dog is track. I might have to I might yeah, I might have to I might have to agree with you, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna um yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with yeah, gin and juice by Snoop, man, like you said. Arguably right, probably one of the best party tracks. Like I said, this is a West Coast staple. Yeah. Like anytime I can get a West Coast, or <laughs> when I go out there to Cali, it's like you got you got a bump. Bro, gin this thing we got, got, got me so
1: it. hyped, dog. Let's go, baby. Woo! I love <laughs> Cali, man. Yes, that that's that's a- <laughs> maybe want to go go go, go simple and some James Juice, some gin and juice Dr. right Jay now. Came you know through with I mean? a gang of Tangeray. one of my favorite drinks. <laughs> love some gin, love Tangare, um, iconic song iconic album i mean think dude this this segment sounds like our our favorite this is like our favorite songs off doggy style segment it's that good of an album we've already named I three know.
0: doggy style songs no doubt
1: so that was also my number seven no doubt. so i'll let you go to number
0: six yeah oh okay okay so my number seven was um now this is another west coast to me staple like i just remember hearing this song And it was always played on like movie soundtracks um Regulate Ooh, by Warren G. I'm surprised G. that
1: was that low. That's yeah, man.
0: It's a clear black night, a clear black day. Yo, I just I, that that his intro that how he starts that joint is just like man. Like now, I don't know a lot of his other songs. I ain't gonna lie, but just that one song. I mean, he he is like a to me like a West well, Coast staple. Like you like again, if you're in the West Coast, like you, you got a party or y'all just talking about music, like it has to be mentioned. It has to be played. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, man, I just remember when that song came out, I probably repeat, that's when I used to buy, like, singles. Yeah. No, used to buy single, tapes like or single CDs. <laughs> yeah, so I used to bump that, like, 50,000 times. You know what I mean? So, yeah, man, Warren G, uh, oh, Regulate is my, is my number classic. seven. I'm
1: a little surprised it's that low, even. That's a classic, yo.
0: So... Yeah, no, but you'll hear the songs that I have now. It may be some controversy when we get get up, but uh, the songs I have ahead of it, I think okay. you, know, you may so, you may agree. All
1: right, all right. Um, yeah. so that was your, that was your number so we seven. Six. My number six, you may get on me for it being a bit too low. I mean, but six is high, I and mean, there's a lot of West Coast tracks. I got, I got, I got dre Day. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. got dre Day. First of all, <laughs> the east. The e- oh okay the- no no i'm not gonna get on you that's i, I we'll, we'll we'll come around to that you know what i mean that's why i won't get on you, you oh, okay you no and i you thought you'd get
1: on me because like dre day is considered one of like the greatest disses ever it's like, obviously the easy e but it just starts off great mr Bust oh still, yeah, where, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great song <laughs> yeah yo but that beat is so yo oh that, that's, that beat, that's, beat that's is prime. so hard I mean, though. J- dre's prime was a long time but i'm mean, chronic the chronic dog I that's There's a strong you, argument for like which, which album is better between the Chronic and Doggy Style because they're both just classic.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that beat, like you could play that now oh, and yeah. it's still bang. Do you know what I mean? Like you play, like it's not dated. You play it like, damn, that joint's still remember, bang. It's I like, remember you know AJ know I mean? Johnson so, in the video
1: playing. Was was me playing? Easy? E? Was it him?
0: <laughs> he was, and they had him run. They used like that 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 effect, that he was like he was yeah. like running around like real quick. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, so that's my that's my number
0: six, man. Yeah. Absolute classic. Man. Shout out to the okay. homie Easy E, man. You know what I mean. I know it was a it was a diss song, but yeah, you know, obviously Easy E was he's also no a uh, West no Coast doubt. staple. You know what I mean. So you know, yeah, shout out to him. But uh, yeah, man. So my number my number six is, and then maybe you have it higher, and I hope you have it higher. Ice Cube oh, it was man, a good game. I'm
1: not gonna talk about that song for a while. That shows you how high I have it. So.
0: Yeah, man. So that's my number six. Or so maybe you very get on me for that bro. Too low. Like, but that's another iconic. Man, song. but that <laughs> I know, and I love the video. Oh like, you yeah, remember the video. Him like, yeah. It's, like I just, just, video, just rolling. He's just rolling through the video. Yeah, he's just rolling through And then he, you know, he has that scene when the he goes to the hotel. The he beats Sonic. it up. Oh, you yeah, know what mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And then, and I just love it at the end when he comes back, and then like, you know, it's just a regular day. But then the police are like waiting for him. Wow, you, you know have
1: number six. This is—I'm very excited about your number five. You have five West Coast stacks better than that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's my number six. No, my num- thats my number six. But uh, yeah, Ice Cube. It was a good day. is my number six. So what's, 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 your, number what's your number five, five?
1: Um, let's go back to Snoop, but also featuring Pac. Yo, two of America's most wanted is my joint, dog. <laughs> Woo! That's, yeah,
0: that—that's
1: my. That yeah, that's a—that's a good one. My that's favorite. One. Well favorite Pac song is really tough, but that's one of my favorite Pac songs of all time. Um, just the way it starts. Ain't nothing gotcha, gotcha. but a gangsta oh, It's so great. And, and I know a lot of people say Pac is, is like a lyrical rapper. And I, and I get that. Nobody's saying he's, and just like you, you've never said he's whack lyrically. You just said like, he's not necessarily blowing cats away. But when people, li- if you listen to that song closely, right. man, that's some of his, that's some of his best lyrical content on Two of America's Most Wanted. Huge fan of that track. I got that at number five.
0: All right, so my number five was your was your number oh, six. Very I got close. Dre okay. Day, Dr. Yeah. Dre. So, so that's, that's my number five. Obviously, you know, everything you got touched it. on, I don't really have to get into that. Um, yeah, but I got Dre Day at, 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 uh, uh, at my number right, my five. Number so what's your, what's your number four? number four
1: number seven, I believe, Regulate. So we don't have to talk too much about it. The one thing I'll say okay, just real quick, got you, got you. though, is one reason I love that song, it's one of the first songs I remember as a kid that blended R&B with rap. And I thought that was so dope. You know, you got Warren G. Warren G. starting oh, off, course, and then of R.I.P. Nate yeah. Dog coming in there, and they just kind of went back and yeah, forth. I just man. had never really heard anything like that before, so that was a new thing for me. And I I just remember how blown away I was by Regulate. So I got that at number four.
0: All right, so y'all, you because know, I'm I got my number four. So my number four is another Dr. Dre statement. Oh. still Dre. Now the oh. reason I love this. <laughs> track is because every time i see the <laughs> homie crab especially nowadays every time i get in his car he plays this song it's like he has to play bro, it before bro. i leave or like when, when i arrive just just to just to, just to remind so, me that he's a he's a, a west coast dude song, man it's so good dog The another just another the, the production the, the the a banger the he he brings like it just talks about uh, the dog I get so hyped when you hear the intro, like dog. This I remember when I first heard it, like just overall when I first heard it ever, and I was like, dog, like it, Drake still got it. You know what I mean? Phenomenal,
1: dog. It, it, it's it's the song. Like if I need energy, you know, remember back in the day, D, when we're getting ready to go out. Man, we miss those days. Now remember, we have our button ups. We putting on our button ups <laughs> our over, our button up, button we're putting up? on our oversized yeah. button ups before we go to the club. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I bring that up because remember we used to like play music before we go out. Like we getting ready, you know, so we got we got the fresh right maddens right, right. on. We're getting ready to go, and that's one of the songs that that hypes me up before I go out. And that still till this day, man. If I need to get hype, still Dre, love it, dog. One of my favorite, one of my favorite
0: songs. Ever, yeah, man. So that's my that's my number four, dog. Yeah, like I said, every time I see the only uh, especially nowadays, he I, he plays it. You know what I mean. Yeah, even, even when we, we, we with our, you know, my wife or with his girl, he has to play. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite I mean? songs so, of all time. Yeah. All right, cool. My number three is... All was, right, so what's your uh, number three? I think
1: your number six uh, today. It, it was a good day. Don't need to talk more about that. Iconic, classic, okay. Cube's best, Cube's most popular song, one of the most iconic West Coast songs of all time. Um, and one thing I like about that song is it, it was popular, like, I feel like it was popular here. Like, that song's just po- It wasn't just, like, a West Coast staple, like people in the East coast love that track, you know? Yeah. Right, and right, it's, right. it's it's exactly. just one of those songs exactly. where people can, can spew out lines from that. There's so many iconic like
0: lines in there, you know?
1: Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. So yeah. today was a good, uh, it was a good day. was my number three.
0: Number three. All right. So here's where it gets Uh-oh. a little controversial maybe. And I know probably people, people going to disagree with me, you know? And like I said, I'm not from the West coast, but this is, like I said, this is my opinion. So my number three is Kendrick Lamar, Compton. Oh, wow. And let okay, me tell you okay. why. Because obviously great that's on Good Kid, bad yeah, City, great. which is obviously, you know, a great, great album. But um, when, anytime I hear songs about California, and it, it's funny because you're going to kind of see a pattern with me in my top three for my, you know, my favorite West Coast songs. But um, anytime I hear a song about California, I love to hear where they're from or they give me a visual even though I'm not there, like, you know, when I'm listening to, it, I get a visual of like what they're talking about. And I just think Kendrick in that song, does just a great job of painting what Compton is from his perspective. Like from where, like what you, when you come there, what you get, what you, when you, you know, when you're from there, when you, whether you visit and whether you live there, you know what I mean? Like he just gives you that visual. And I just thought it was, it was just a a great creative song. And obviously he has Dr. Dre on it. You know what I mean? Dr. Dre did the beat as well. Um, but yeah, man, I like to, when I hear, especially when uh, uh, a place where I'm not from, and yes, I've been there before, I've, I've, I've visited Cali, I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever been to Compton, uh, or even driven dr- dr- through there, but yeah, just the visual you get when you hear a song, so that's why it's my number three, and like I said, you'll see a pattern as, um, you know, when I get to my two, my number two and my number one, um, but yeah, my, uh, number three is Compton. Is, is you know, Compton that's a great
1: song, man, and I, I, I know people do think that's a great track, I it gets forgotten about when it comes to Kendrick songs. Yeah, because exactly, a, 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 exactly a song I like a little better with with Kendrick Lamar and, and Dr. Dre off Kid Mad City. But I think it's one of like the bonus tracks is the recipe, like
0: that. that oh, that's yeah, oh great. man, that's a great song too. I can't sing,
1: You're but good. you know You're, what I mean, yeah. But yeah, so I prefer yeah, that song. Nah, that a song was over a Compton, too. but Compton's great. Can't can't.
0: Oh man, just the visual he paints in it, like I said, and I don't think he ever made a video for it. So like when you listen to it, you can really feel like him, you know, like the whole him being from Compton and what you like, you know, when you come there. I remember shout out to our homie Kahar. <laughs> Kahar made a joke uh when it first came out that he said Kendrick made Compton sound like it was a um like a, 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 oh, a spring break destination. And um, <laughs> Yeah, but uh but but that's even all that even though Kahar made that statement, I just think that goes to show of just how the visual that Kendrick gives you in that song like damn like yeah even if you've never visited there or you know nothing about Compton you kind of you know Absolutely. what I mean you kind of learn it yeah learn learn it from him yeah, what no he's talking man. about you know that's, what I mean
1: that, yeah that's a good one I feel like that yeah.
0: Good. yeah all right man so now we get into the nitty-gritty so what is your number so two? I really struggled between
1: two and one and I'm
0: actually very intrigued I'm wondering if we have the same number one
1: but we'll see my number two, we just talked about. I-, I wanted to put it number one, but I got still, still Dre or still Dre number two. Um, for all the, re- yeah, that's my number two. Wow. Okay, um, you know, okay. one thing I like about that track too is it kind of brought Dre back after a while. Cause obviously it's called Still Dre, so he was kind of right, missing for a right. little bit. You know, a lot of people say he kind of fell off. He then he said, "How my last album was product." Like he said, oh, <laughs> so, it was just like a like a resurgence of Dre and going into the two thousands. I remember being, a, a, and he, had
0: just, he had M&M just signed him. M&M 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 yeah.
1: Too. So I remember I was going into the 10th, it was the summer going into the 10th grade and I used to put it on 92.3, the beat, which was back in the day, one of the biggest radio stations in Southern California. And they played that song like 10 straight times. Dog. I'll never forget it. They just kept playing it over and over. Cause people were like, yo, Dre is back. It was just such an iconic moment. Oh
0: yeah, and rightfully so, man. Listen, the dude is a is a is a West Coast staple. He's a no California doubt. staple. You know what I mean? That's why we're doing this. We're yeah, doing shout this out to Dre, in honor of him. You know this. what I mean? So he's gonna love this segment when he yeah. listens to it, man. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just goes to show, no. man. So yeah. So my number two, my number two man is um obviously. Look, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm you know we you could say what you want about this track, and I know a lot of people. It's probably before their time, and I, we were young when it came out, but I think we'd be remiss that you can't include a list and maybe a top one, two, or three oh, without yeah, no NWA, doubt. straight out of Compton. I mean, they set they set the scene for West Coast rap. I mean, that song is so iconic, and it means so much more today, especially the, the world we live in. Obviously, me and Kowalbuck are into some things later on, but if you just look at the time, that, what, what they were going through then, we're still going through that now. And was such an important song at the time, and even now, like when they obviously did the movie, you know, a few years back. I mean, yeah, man. MWA. I mean, first of all, it's the reason why they they're in they're only one of like five artists in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, they're so iconic. I mean, just look at the people they had in the group: Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, Easy E. You know what I mean? Um, I'm I'm, I'm forgetting the other two guys. Yep. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, MC Rain, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? DJ Yella. I mean. This, I mean, they set the scene. They they started the whole movement of West Coast rap. You know what I mean? Like, what you you can't mention West Coast hip hop. Yeah, and no, not you can't. Them, you know ice- what I mean, it. they're they're the Godfathers. They're the founders. You know what I mean? But that song is so it's like transcendent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're the stuff that they talk about in that song, which was in the late '80s, early '90s. We're still dealing with that shit now. You know what I mean? So you gotta give them. I mean. I I wouldn't I would not be mad at anybody. If they had you know if somebody was like that's the best song mm-hmm. to ever you know come out the West Coast. I I would I may have even agree like yeah like I mean you know I don't have it as my number one, but I, I I just had I thought it was my duty or just like it had to be in my top five. And like I said, I put it at number two because just just the influence it has you know, not just back then, but now that resonates now. So yeah, N.W.A. Yeah, no, I, com- I
1: 100% com- agree with you and and me not having them on this list, it has nothing to do with me not understanding their importance or their significance to rap in the West Coast and how they put the West Coast on the map, especially during a very tumultuous time in, in the, in the, especially in the early 90s with police brutality and the, you know, and the riots going on out there with, um you know, with Rodney King. Yeah, so um, Kane, very yeah, very influential exactly. song and you know obviously we all love how they 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 kind of represented our struggle um and weren't afraid of backlash you know so um absolutely don't want to dismiss the importance of that group but my number one I, d I, i'm i'm a little i'm 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 getting hype i think we got the same number one i'm i'm a little nervous to tell you what it is <laughs> okay but. I think I'm going to be disappointed if you don't have it, number one, because because it means you didn't have it on this list, and I would be shocked. <laughs> you don't
0: have this on the list. Please <laughs> tell ahead.
1: me nothing but a G thing is your number one. You cannot tell me.
0: Oh, my God. It's not. It's not. Wow. That didn't it's make top ten? I'm sorry. It's not. Nah. Ah, it oh. didn't. It didn't. I mean, you could argue that I, I could probably – replace that, you know, I probably could have put that maybe wow. ahead of Kendrick or ahead of uh Live and Die to Live and Die in LA or ahead of you know Warren G. But no that is and a great that song. No, don't Snoop. get no question. But I, thought, I know, but when I think of West Coast Rap, these are the songs I think about. Oh so, man. But go ahead, finish ride, sad, but, it but it's one. all good. It's all good. Because you've named a lot of
1: great tracks and I can't really say none of those tracks don't deserve it.
0: So, okay, so the number one I have, okay. All right, let me finish. Let I'm me gonna finish tell you why. Yeah, but okay, go ahead, to go me, ahead, go ahead. like,
1: yeah. it, it just introduced Snoof. It, it it introduced Dre as a solo artist. You know, it's one of his biggest hits. It's also on the Chronic, obviously, and just one, two, three, until the full Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre's is up and go. Like, yo, man, like, that's just <laughs> iconic. And I'm just. It, it it another song once again reminds me of you know i i specifically remember watching that music video in the in the living room with my brother Questy when i was like 7 years old uh, you know it's that iconic <laughs> But a G thing my number one i right, what you got a number one
0: okay so i'm a little upset that you don't even have this one on the list either, but here's the thing you know what it it kind of we we were even because just like you said tonight you didn't have nwa on your list I didn't have that, so we kind of had both songs that we probably thought should have been on, you know, each other's list. But to not have this (laughs) on the list, dog. Okay, let me tell you why I have this at number one. Because anywhere you go, Vegas, New York, I know what it is. You know, another (laughs) another country. You know what I mean, dog? I I do not have Tupac. California Love. I do, dog. Let me tell you something, (laughs) Kwab. Let me tell you something about this song. This song, this was this was at the height of their beef, and then we, when I say that, even the people in the in the East Coast, when the, who hated pop, they loved this track, dog. Like my brother, who at the time hated pop because of the whole, you know, the East Coast West Coast beef, dog. We were bumping it, like people were bumping it in their cars, bumping it, like, dog. You would have thought like pop was a part of New York, like yeah, like dude, this like ain't no beef going on. But dude, I think it's the most played West Coast song in everywhere I visited. And I okay, so I let me let me just preface my saying. I haven't been to a lot of, I haven't been over to, uh, you know, the country a lot. I've only been to, like to three different countries, and as far as states, I've been to twenty three different states. But I can tell you, anytime I've gone out or anytime I've been out, you know, as an adult, you know, going to clubs or lounges, that is a staple song, "California Love" by Tupac. And I'm telling you, every time they play it, people yeah. get up. I don't care where you're from. You can be from freaking North Dakota. They still get up and yeah, and it's probably it's a top having...
1: three like club song ever. That that song is always on in the club ever. And I think what I'm struggling with with that song is just fatigue. I, I've just heard it so many times. Like, that song is played non
0: stop. D, I'm gonna go, <laughs> but that's what, the, but that's the right, thing, right. Bob, That's the whole significance of it. That's why I think you have to give it props, like, dude. They play that song all over the world and, not, and not, nothing against nothing but a G thing, but I think that's a more of a yeah, it's played, it's played here in the States. They play it all over the country, but not no, like California Love, dog. Like California Love is like a,
1: yeah, we're talking it's like a party popularity, staple. California Love is probably number one. Yeah, I, and I think like number said, one it was yeah, just so man. overplayed and for me, and it doesn't mean it shouldn't be on this list, but I think that's why I left it off. It's just like, oh my gosh! Like, D, I don't think there was a night we went out in Vegas, and we probably went out three hundred times in Vegas. <laughs> there probably is not right, a night right, we didn't that song in the club,
0: not one. But you know, I have to say, and you have to admit, every time they came on, you got, you always got up, <laughs> and you got hype. You were like, yeah, you always, no like, doubt, you always got hype no every doubt. time it came on, and I did too. I did too, and I'm not even from California. You know what I mean? But do, and then just the star power in that song, you got. Not just Pac, but you got Dre. That's when he first joined Death Row. You know what I mean? Both of them. They were both joining. I mean, that video was so iconic, yeah. you know, the whole Mad Max theme. Like
1: no, yeah, no, no, dude, I mean I can't argue that. Yeah, that, man.
0: I, I think yeah, it's a I
1: crazy at all. I, I think if 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 we talked if you know, I'm curious what our listeners are gonna think. Because I think a lot of them will actually agree with you more on your number one, just based off of the popularity of that song and the versatility of it. Like I said, that was like a party track. It's it's till this day. You know, you talk about...
0: Oh, yeah, dude. We can go out now. Like, I mean, obviously, when things get better, I think if we were to go out, like, just to a lounge, I I don't think... I'm I'm, I'm past the club days, but if we were to go out to the lounge, dog, and they played, like, you know, just hip-hop, you would hear that song. That song is going to be in a rotation. It may not be you know, in the beginning, in the or the rotation, end, but it's going to be somewhere sure. in the rotation.
1: I, I, one, well, before we end this, I'm no a little doubt, surprised no that maybe you didn't love. I uh, let mean, once again, there's so many West Coast tracks, but I'm su- I'm a little surprised
0: that too. Yeah, West there's Coast so many to make
1: your list though, because that's on it.
0: Yeah, when you said that, I yeah. kind of, okay. I actually okay. kind of forgot it. I'm not going to lie, I forgot about it. That's all. It, it no, it, oh, obviously, no it's question. one of the greatest West Coast songs of all time, but. Yeah, there's just so many, dog, because like you said, it's only going to be, you, we only had like three or four artists in our list total, so it's so hard to be like, okay, like, I mean, Dre has multiple good songs, Pac has multiple good songs, Snoop has multiple good songs, you know, Kendrick has multiple good songs, Yeah, Q like has multiple good songs, it's so many, dog. I, I, it's I was even hard. thinking
1: of like, man, Cypress Hill has dope songs, like there's so many good ones, man, but that was fun, right. that was fun. Right,
0: right. Man, that was a fun segment, man. It makes me want to go back to Cali, dog. Like big, going, yeah. going back, back to Cali, Cali.
1: Is that a Cali song?
0: Is that a West nah. Coast song? <laughs> cause he, uh-huh. he's not from the West Coast. I mean, I'll just play it. I'll just play. Yeah, but nah, man. It definitely makes me want to go. You know, go get some California love. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to yeah. Cali, man. I, you know, like me, me and me and Kwab get into about Cali all the time, about Cali in New York, and you know, obviously we all, we always gonna respect our respective uh places, but uh. No, I'm a Cali dude, man. I, I met a, some a lot of good people in Cali. Love the weather, bomb fast food. I, I, I've oh, admitted, yeah. I've admitted that the weather and the fast food out there is, is better than over here. So, well, um, the weather's
1: not even arguable. No, nah, it's not even close. Yeah,
0: I can't even, I can't even say nothing about that. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. but uh, no, nah, man. I, I, like I said, I, I like California, so I, I ain't got, I ain't got nothing really bad to say. You know what I mean? No doubt, so, no doubt. but yeah, man. Before we go, we're gonna, cut, you know, touch on a couple of t- topics that. Uh, you know, some news that went on this week and then some uh things that were had been discussed over the past couple of weeks. We're gonna start with now. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention and it's been kind of really more on social media and if you guys listen to podcasts and all that, you know, obviously hope you know, obviously you guys listen to our podcast. So but so TO has a podcast called, you know, get your popcorn ready. I forgot who his co-host is, um, but he uh, had Randy Moss on this probably about a few weeks ago. And they were talking about the top, you know, receivers of all time. And Randy Moss made the statement. And, you know, you can think of whether it's controversial to you or not. It, it was to me. But Randy Moss had put himself as number one and T.O. number two. And I think he had Jerry Rice at four,
1: three he, or four. you think like Chris Carter was like Chris Carter number three or something like that. Yeah.
0: And he had Rice at number four. Now, let me just start by saying this. Look. I, I love Randy Moss. I do think Randy Moss is a top five receiver receiver of all time, but he is out his rapid ass mind if he thinks he's better than <laughs> Jerry Rice. Now, I know some people they're gonna listen to this podcast and be like, dog, Randy Moss was a beast. He was a beast. I love Randy Moss. I had I had the, the Jordan shoes, I had the jersey. I, I, I you know the whole being moss, but dog, if you want to just go off of strictly stats and accomplishments, it's not even close, my dude. Jerry Rice has him on every single category: catches, yards, touchdowns, Super Bowl rings. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's not even close, my dudes. Like, and I don't care if you don't—not even you know—you hate the Niners and you know whatever. Like, we, we just got to keep it one hundred. Jerry Rice is the greatest receiver of all time, to, to, to be honest with you. And I, I and Bob knows that I've said this in many times. He's the greatest football player to me of all time. I've said that many times. He's the greatest football player of all time so for, for the audacity for for randy and t-o to think that they're better than this dude it's just it's laughable it really is it's, it's just really laughable and i love both of those dudes. obviously t-o was on the cowboys i loved them but you know it, it's not even close i mean what, what are your thoughts
1: i mean you couldn't have said it any better it's almost like a <laughs> waste of time even debating who the number one wide receiver is like i said you can argue this dude is the greatest football player of all time, let alone wide receiver. Yeah. Let me tell you how good this dude is. <laughs> to Jerry, Jerry, listen, Jerry Rice has almost 8,000 more receiving yards than Randy Moss. Now, to, 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 to illustrate how insane that is, I'm going to give you a couple of names of some receivers, okay? Mm-hmm. Mike right. Evans, Mike Evans, okay? Des okay. Rock, Keenan Allen, These are all like, you know, uh, Jarvis Landry, Brandon, you know, Odell Odell Beckham, just a few Okay, The reason I'm bringing those guys up, those guys all have around or close to 8,000 receiving yards, which means means Moss, it it would be Moss plus another very good receiver's career to equal what what Jerry Rice has done. It's (laughs) It's like he needed to have. He needed his numbers plus an Odell Beckham career on the second part to reach what Jerry Rice has done. That's how that's how far ahead Jerry Rice is. Jerry Larry Fitzgerald is 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 has is number 2 all time, 17 17,000 receiving yards. He's still 5,000 yards behind Jerry Rice, bro. Like <laughs> that. <laughs> like it's not even close. It's
0: not debatable in any And situation. if you want to talk about just longevity, like okay, look, look. It, it, how long he did it not only that he was good on two different teams when you when you were no i'm sorry three, yeah, three two different, different teams. teams three yeah dude he went from the niners and you know obviously beasting being the best receiver in the league being the best football player probably ever then transferring that to the to the raiders and doing that at a, at a later stage of his career and still being one of the one of the best receivers in the league top five dude i mean it's not even close like he even outlasts Moss and, and T.O. Like, he played longer. And, and you're, talking about, you're talking about at a time. Here's, here's the thing that I think people forget about Jerry. He played at a time where it was running the ball. Like, the, it wasn't a yes, passing it league. It was a running league. Right. ran the ball. So, he got all of that. He did all of that in a running the ball league. Now, I can understand if you you want to use the argument that he did that now, like, you know, when they're passing and everybody's getting so many yards. I get that. Like, if you want to use that argument, okay. But even to make it even more like just like it's not even close, he did this in a running league at the time. They weren't passing the ball 30, 40 times, 50 times. They were passing maybe 20 times a game, and he put up these numbers. That's insane. He
1: also has over 600 more catches than Randy Moss. Like there's not one, there's not one argument for Moss. All oh, people are like, well, Moss had the touchdowns. You know how many more touchdowns Jerry Rice has than than Moss? <laughs> over close to close to six. He has over sixty more touchdowns than Moss. There's no argument anywhere to be made. The only argument you can make is, oh, Moss is probably more talented.
0: Sure. Yes. I. Yes. I, yes. That's probably the but, only but, argument you can but make. But
1: was he more versatile? Because let's be real, Moss was more of a go-route type dude. Like he, exactly. He would exactly. use his speed, go straight down the field. He wasn't necessarily physical. Like, he wasn't running crossing routes. He wasn't catching in traffic. Now, the, the type of catching he was doing in traffic was just straight up jumping, like, overdues, like Moss and dude. Right, 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 right. You know? But he wasn't catching in traffic like even like a t.o would i think there's an argument for who's better between t.o and moss he shouldn't even be i've always
0: said that remember we've had that we've had that conversation i've always thought i i have actually always thought that t.o was better than moss and i know people kind of look at me like when i'm I'm crazy or i was biased because he was on the cowboys but dude t.o not only was a deep threat but he went over the middle he was a great blocker he was physical now right he wasn't maybe as talented as, as as moss but dude as far as just a complete football player, I think T.O. was a better football player. I don't think it's close. I don't think so. I think, once
1: again, I think you can give the edge to Moss when it comes to like hands and speed. I would say Right, right, right. But as far as uh, the versatility of the route running, I think Moss was better. Moss, Moss also, let's be real. He said it himself. He took plays off.
0: He said himself. So you think T.O. was better route running? I think I do.
1: I do think yeah. Moss is I do I do think TO is a better route runner. I think that's once again, I think Moss depended a lot on his speed. Right. Which is great. And he, he had incredible hands. Like the guy could catch anything. Moss Moss's hands were good. I wouldn't say they were great. He had his share of drops in certain seasons. We know that. We know his hands weren't weren't amazing, you know. But right. um yeah, as far as catching in traffic and playing dude, one thing we can't deny about TO, as much as you want to say about him in the locker room, the dude never took plays off. The guy played a hundred percent all the time.
0: Dude, did you ever hear the statement that, that Jerry, Jerry Jones made about him? And this is, and now you're talking about a a, a team in the Dallas Cowboys who had Michael Irvin, who is supposedly one of the greatest practice. Like he was like with practice. He, he did not take that. You know, he took that very serious. Jerry Jones even made the statement that T.O. may have been just as good a, or maybe a better practice player than, than Michael Irvin was. And that's high praise. Like, is right, for whatever you want to say about T.O. personally, right in the locker room, the dude was one of the hardest working players in the league, and that's why he was so good. Like, he didn't have the talent that Moss had, but he just worked his ass off, and that's and that's why I think he was better than Moss, too. I just think when you look at the whole picture, I mean, he, neither one of them won Super Bowls, so and and the numbers are so close, but I think T.O. was just a better football player, I really do. Mm-hmm. But as far as if we, you know, t- to come back to the overlining part of this, uh. This uh, argument and or debate or whatever you want to call it, they neither one of them are ending close to Jerry Rice. I, I think we can all say, but say that. Like, no, like, look, not when you bring up Jerry Rice, you better bring, you better bring it. And I, I don't, th- and there's just no player you can do that with, at least receiver-wise. Now we can argue football player, but receiving, no, this it, it's not even it,
1: close. Nah, it's not close, man. It's
0: like it's like arguing Gretzky in 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 the, in the NHL. Gretzky had a season where he had more assists than a person had goals. Now, I know some people are like, oh, I don't really know hockey like that. But if you know hockey, you know what I'm talking about. The guy had more assists than somebody had goals in a season. That's insane in in, in So that's like comparable to what Jerry Rice has done in the NFL. Like, it's, it's not close. Like, no, there's nobody. No, there's nobody better. You know what I mean? No, like, stop. So, like, I mean, T.O., Moss... I love you guys, but stop. And anybody else that thinks that, just stop. Like don't don't ever talk anymore.
1: <laughs> now uh, this man, you actually might have said a milestone. I don't think we ever talked about hockey on this podcast. But there are <laughs> there are a few there are a few of our listeners that are gonna be very excited uh, to, to hear that. Like, yeah. We got a couple a couple hockey fans out there. Yeah. So no,
0: no, oh yeah. Well hey, listen, man. We you know we love the listenership. Any more listeners we can get, we, we appreciate it, you know. <laughs> man we're trying to we trying to get this to you know blast off take off so no doubt no doubt so you yeah, were, but, were sticking with football I, I, so the other the other news of, of this week was um you know obviously everybody's been hearing about deshaun watson um supposedly you know he might request a trade from the texans and he has every right to so apparently you know the big news was that um the texans were were you know looking for a new head coach and looking for a new gm and that You know, Watson was supposed to be involved in the process. Obviously, they signed him to that big, you know, contract. He's supposed to be their franchise player. So you would think he would be involved. But apparently, according to, you know, news sources, that he was not involved at all when it came to the GM hiring and, you know, um, the head coach, the head coach. And I guess, you know, he was looking at to have um, Eric Benamy, who has... be enemy. i'm sorry mm-hmm. should, who's who's been should have had a job I'm, I'm gonna keep it honest he'll get one you know I mean? he he'll
1: get one he's getting a ton of interviews now
0: yeah and i think he will get one this season but he should have had one last season um you know deshaun watson was looking at him as a possible replacement for bill o'brien mm-hmm. and uh apparently the news is that they're not even looking at him they won't even interview him and which is baffling to me i don't know why um you know the guy just you know won a super bowl as an oc last year and possibly can win it again this year but uh yeah, man, I, it, it's not looking good. I, I mean, I, you know, it's never good when your franchise playing star quarterback wants out and he just signed a big contract. Um, you know, I, I think I don't know where he's going to end up. I think, look, I mean, if you're going to make a trade from him, you're going to have to kind of give the whole world. You got to give the, the give the you whole know, world. The flood
1: give it. Yeah. You have <laughs> to get the whole
0: world to get him. I, I don't know if any team's going to be willing to do that, but it's going to be a, pre- a pretty interesting offseason. And I don't know if you guys have ever have seen the viral video between him and TJ Watt when they're walking off the uh, oh, JJ. the field yeah, JJ this Watt. season, and it was it was man that that that's a that's a real emotional video and just a real just like whoa just a just kind of a microcosm of what the Texans have been and what their season was like. But you know, JJ um, J. Watt made the statement that you know he he pretty much apologized to Deshaun Watson, saying you know I'm sorry, man. We you know we wasted a, a season, we wasted a year of you, you know, of your of your of your of your prime, you know, and um. That spoke volume. So, I mean, Quab, I don't know what's going to happen. I, I, I think it, it's going to be an interesting situation because, like, like I said, I think you're going to have to give up the house for him, The you know, the the floodgates, the world, whatever you want to call it. Um, So it's going to be hard. But, I mean, I think it's always a difficult situation when your your franchise quarterback and, you know, your star quarterback wants, wants out and he just signed a big contract. And I'm a big believer in you, man. And You said this a long time ago to me when we first met, we were talking about sports that – you're a big believer. If somebody doesn't want to be there. You need to get rid of them. You know what I mean? No matter what, you know, if they're superstar or whatever, whatever they are. You know, if they don't want to be there, you should get rid of them. But what are your thoughts, man?
1: Yeah, and and with that said, I think once they, you know, because everybody gets, even people get frustrated every once in a while. I'm not saying, I was right, just saying right, the second right. they show frustration, you got to get rid of them. If if, but if they can't, oh, yeah, no, yeah no, no, I if they can't be yeah. resolved after a while, you don't want, especially your quarterback, the leader of the team. We don't want him unhappy, you know. Um, I'm not right, one of those right. people that always think stars should be involved when it comes to the decision making of GM owners and GMs. But in this case, in okay. this case, they told him specifically he would be involved,
0: and then they right, involved. Right? Yeah, I should have preface by saying that. I'm yeah. sorry, and I oh, apologize. No yeah. I should have preface by saying yeah that they told him, they informed him that he would be involved. It wasn't like right. I get what you're saying, like it's not like he should have uh, uh, anticipated or you know had the preconceived notion that oh okay I'm going to be involved in it no they told him that to this man's face that he was going to yep. be involved and he
1: was not and that's my problem with that because if they just made the decision and he was upset that they didn't i would be like well they don't have to do that you know right 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 that wasn't necessarily my issue it's just like yo how are you going to tell your franchise quarterback that you're going to involve him in the process And maybe they were hesitant to involve him because they knew they weren't going to interview the candidate that he wanted. I don't know what the deal is. But as far as giving up the house for Deshaun Watson, you do that. That's what Mm -hmm. you do. He's that good. I would give up. Right, right, right. I'm sure the Texans, I don't think they'll trade him. Because the, the best, the best uh, thing with this situation is that it's happening now, meaning it's happening in January. The season doesn't start again right, right, until right. September. I'm sure the cooler will prevail. Right, right. They'll come to you know, the, the, the things, things will calm down. So I think they'll be all right. I don't think they would trade him. But if they did, I think a team is going to have to give up, obviously, a first rounder and another, maybe even a future first rounder for him. That's how good he is.
0: And I would even say, and another star player like a star player, maybe not a, not a, you know, a, another yeah. quarterback, but they'll have to give up like a star, like a, whether it's a defensive end, a, 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 yes. a, a wide receiver, yep. a running back or, 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 or a cornerback or whatever. Yeah. They got to give up a star play. I think that. that yes, too.
1: absolutely. That's how good he is. In fact, I was, so I was looking at his numbers the other day. Cause I'm like, man, you know, I didn't, mm-hmm. they were so bad this year. I didn't really get a chance to like peep how well he actually played this year, dude. First of all, he led the league in passing yards, 4,800 yards. I actually did not know that. I'm like, oh, wow. Me yeah. neither. I didn't know that either. 33 touchdowns and 7 picks. 70% completion percentage, D. Whew. Like, the dude is so good. And that's around a really... And they got rid of his best receiver. He threw 33 touchdowns.
0: 20... Exactly. Yeah. And 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 let's not, let's not forget, he's mobile as well. He's not like a just standing in the pocket type of dude. He can run. He can make plays with his legs. He can improvise. Like, he's yeah, like you said, he's just that good. But the thing I like so, about Deshaun, he, he, he
1: doesn't run just for the sake of running. Like, it, it, there are, they exactly. aren't necessarily
0: designed runs. I feel
1: like he runs when he needs to, which is what I like, because those sort of quarterbacks right, typically right. last a little longer. And he's only 25, so if you do trade for him, you're going to have him potentially for the next decade. So, yeah,
0: come on, Steele. Yeah.
1: Let's go. I agree.
0: Like I said, man, I agree with you. I mean, if, if any team is thinking about it, I think they should really seriously consider it. I mean, especially if you need a quarterback – or he's a better option than the quarterback you have now i i i i would give up the house i i think like you said he's that good i mean he's going to be your franchise quarterback and the fact that he threw 33 touchdowns and they gave up his his number one option one of the best receivers top five top three top two in the league arguably probably the best receiver in the league and he still did that i mean it's remarkable so um yeah i think i think uh you know, if, you can, if you're if you gonna do it, you have to do it, then he, he's worth Steelers. doing that for. Come on, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was one of the reported teams I saw that you had uh when you had sent me the article, oh, yeah. Man. So, uh, man, that would be a great replacement for Ben. Oh, I mean, you would miss a
1: beat, ecstatic man.
0: <laughs> you wouldn't miss a beat, but yeah, man. So, now we're gonna jump from sports into you know, obviously, we had some real life, real world stuff going on this week. Um, to start it off, obviously some of the stuff not all great, but uh, you know, as we touched on the show before, we talked about the Jacob Blake case. Obviously, you guys heard the news. Um, you know, the uh, the police officer involved in the shooting was not going to be prosecuted. They were not going to file charges against him. Um, the Wisconsin Kenosha DA came out and said, um, you know, before before quads starts. I mean, I, I'm I'm sure we're going to sound like a broken record, but. You know what? I hate to say, I wasn't surprised. No, you know, it's 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 just it's just it's just the same old same old. You know that we get, especially when it comes to you know black males, especially young black males. You know, we no matter what the situation is, what, no matter what it looks like. I mean, we had videotape of I mean, the man was shot seven times in the back, mm-hmm. and that wasn't enough. Like, no, that's not enough. Like, nope, we're not gonna charge him. The police, the police didn't do anything wrong. That the person didn't do anything wrong. They say he had a weapon, he was going for a weapon, but I mean. It's like they think that our eyes are lying to us. Like, like we we saw the video. Everybody saw it. Like he's walking away from the police, and then people all oh, he was resisting. Well, does that okay? Fine. Oh, let's just say he was resisting. Does that justify him getting shot in the back seven times? I mean, really? Like, I mean, from a human standpoint, does that does that does that make sense to you? Um, but yeah, like I said, man, I, I hate to say it, I wasn't surprised. Just the just the world we live in, being a, a black male, a black person in this country but uh what were your yeah, thoughts and
1: and you said we sound like a broken record it's like beating the dead horse on this show like we keep we, we, we've talked about it and it's unfortunate because it just seems like you know you feel bad for all of the people putting their like legit putting their lives on the line by protesting people have been protesting in kenosha for months since it went down and it was to it was to no avail and you just feel bad for them and of course you feel bad for his family i know they've came out and said like look we don't want people to be out there rioting we don't want people to be upset but it's hard not to be because we keep hearing about these injustices and we keep dealing with them and it's emotionally draining for a lot of people out there and you know i'm curious to see how the biden administration treats stuff like this once they're in office in a couple of weeks and right how they approach you know what what influence are they going to have on you know how these um if these police officers are prosecuted, or not, I know it's not entirely up to them, of course, but I'm very curious to see how um, them being in offense kind of changes things, because we know that the current president, was he's not gonna do anything about that. Like he, he has a voice and he wasn't using his voice to, um, to, to resolve that issue. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how that goes. And yeah, it's unfortunate, man, you know, you don't wanna hear about it. And unfortunately we live in a world where we know more is coming. And, you know, what can we do about it? And that's yeah. right.
0: And I think it's, that's a perfect segue of what you were just talking about with the current mm-hmm. president, um, of him not doing anything. Obviously, another thing that happened that we didn't plan is that it's funny because we, you know, I it's funny, I was putting together this show on Wednesday, and you know, I remember I, I think I emailed it to you to rundown and everything. And then, of course, the stuff that went down in DC happened on Wednesday and when I emailed it. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me, but yeah, um. Yeah, it's just a perfect segue of what you just said. I mean, the current president not doing anything. Obviously, as everybody knows, he had his MAGA rally, his supporters. He incited these riots. I mean, these, I'm not even going to call them protesters or, uh, you know what I mean, and people that are protesters. These were domestic terrorists that pretty much went up to the Capitol, forced their way in, you know, broke glasses, went into, you know, public officials' offices, taking selfies with the cops, I mean, dude, I, I was watching that and, you know, you know, it's, it's so funny. Like, I remember when the whole Black Lives Matter movement, you know, the summer and when they went to the Capitol and how we, how they treated them. I mean, you thought it was like World War Three when when they were just out there peacefully protesting, not doing anything. They were just standing there. And when Trump took that stupid photo op with the Bible and he cleared out, you know, Lafayette Park, and just the contrast is like, like, dude, we live in two different worlds. It's like two different Americas is it's, it's their America. And I'm just going to be honest. It's, it's white America and it's black America. And you saw the white privilege firsthand, like live in a living color for yourself. It, I mean, it was remarkable, Quav. And I, I just, I mean, I don't even want to say how disgusted and how just mad watching it I was. And just, again, it's still not surprised of how everything went down. Um, it. I mean, dude. I mean, I remember you texting me, just like, "What is going on in DC right now?" But you know what was going on was what you saw. Quad was white privilege. You you saw it firsthand, live in color, in, in your best. And look, I know I have a lot of white friends. We have a lot of white colleagues, and I know they're not all bad people. But man, I mean, I watched that. It was just like, yeah, we live in two different Americas. This is two different worlds, and it just showed the division of this country. And Kind of what you said in the, uh, talking about Jacob Blake, I hope and pray that Biden, the Biden administration could come in and just try to do a little bit to try to bring this country together. Because right now, we are a very divided country. And I mean, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but yeah, man, I mean, you you saw two different, I mean, like I said, you saw two different Americas when you watched that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you pretty much nailed everything I was going to say. You know, you, you hear people saying, oh, there are protesters out there. No, that's not what protesting is. That, that, that was they were committing crimes out there. There's a reason why the FBI is like, hey, help us identify some of these people because they're going to be arrested for what they were doing, you know, and, you know, you're starting to see a lot more, you know, video evidence, evidence coming out of like police officers like legit letting people walk in.
0: You know, like,
1: dude. yes, they forced their way in by, like, like literally breaking down doors, but they were also just kind of walking in. And I'm like, uh... Did, did
0: you see? You saw the video, yeah, right, yeah. where they let the gate, the, the, the barricade open, and they just let them in. Now, I'm I'll sorry, dude, you know, if that was... Dude, if that was black people, if that was BL, BLM, we wouldn't even got into the steps before we would have probably got shot or killed. Like, I don't... No, don't it, forget it, it, about got, getting beat it, or sprayed... Dude, we wouldn't even got close to the Capitol building. And I remember I was
1: watching, I was watching the um, the events take place with Maya. And I said, man, I, I don't see any police out there. Like, what's taking them so long to get there? You know, and it was just I was baffled, but then I started to really think about it to myself. I said, oh, yeah, actually, I know why they're not really out there. At least they're not rushing to get there. Um and I think people right. and people that don't want to admit that, hey, it's it's pretty much based off of it you know, being white people out there is, is the reason. Like, people can't even deny it at this point. It's it's different. It's different. If if there were us out there, it would have been a mass. I don't like to use that word lightly, but it would have been a lot of people killed out there if they were trying to bridge into the Yes. City. Yeah, That's no, cool.
0: no, listen, look, man, yeah. look, we're, we're on the show to tell the truth. Like I said, man, it's nothing against white people. No, not against, at all. Not at all. Know, this is
1: not white all. friends that we
0: have, white colleagues. I, I, I get it. And I know it's hard for you guys to kind of feel our pain and our empathy of what we go through on a daily basis and being black in this country. But I, I mean, you cannot watch what happened on Wednesday and say to me, Oh yeah, everything's equal. Everything's all right. And we're all yeah. good here. No, like, dude, we, we're, we're legitimately just asking for equal rights for just us to be equal. Like, I mean, what you saw on Wednesday was just like, it was like a, a spit in the face. Like, it's just like, yeah, this is, this is how we treat white people. And this is how we treat black people. Yeah. Like, it was just literally it was just disgusting saw, to watch, man. It was like people water
1: out there. I'm like,
0: what? Dude, they were taking selfies with the police.
1: Yeah. yeah, taking selfies. And the media, once again, why don't we hear the word terrorism? These were terrorists. Because, yeah, because if yeah. these were if these were Middle Easterns, D, are you kidding me?
0: Terrorists attacking oh, the state. That would be the headline. Terrorist Dude, forget terrorists. Just make it, make it, make, make, Just think about if it was just Joe Schmo, like Joe Schmo, black people. You know, like regular black dudes. Dude, they would have been calling us terrorists, the N word, all types of stuff. Well, where's, where's the you know what I mean?
1: Thugs, when we're doing
0: it? right. Th- I'm sorry, thugs, yeah, but the right. Middle, Middle East, are
1: no. are called terrorists,
0: right? But Draymond Green said it best. Yeah. I don't know if you guys heard Draymond Green's uh. Uh, Post game uh, conference after I I forgot who they played, but anyway, it was it was it was a night you know it was Wednesday night, but he he said it probably the most eloquently I can probably think to say it. Stop calling these people protesters. just yeah, stop that's what I'm Like saying, right, right. Media, Stop right. calling them protesters. These were domestic terrorists, plain and simple. I don't care. You know this has nothing to do with race. They they were domestics, dude. They went into the Capitol building. That's supposed to be the people's house they went into. The, the, this, they're supposed to, those are elected officials that are for us, and they stormed in there like, yeah, like we we good. This is our thing. No. And
1: these no. tell me, like, all right, maybe I'm just blind here or I'm not informed enough. But you know, remember remember I used to ask you all the time, like, uh, what was the question I used to ask you about like music? I'd be like, How did these rappers get deals?
0: So it's like, <laughs> right, it's right. like a question. Well, how did, how did, how did certain dudes pull? Yeah. Like, like, you know, so exactly. her? Like,
1: okay. But this right, may right, be right. in line with, with something. It's, it's a simple question, but I just, I want an answer and I can't, what was the end goal here? What was the end goal to be like, they'd say they storm in and people are like, all right, all right, all right, all right, we'll change the, we'll change the election results. All right. All right. What was the end goal here, D? <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. Right. No, I don't, I don't right. know. Well, first of all, the, the, the stupid thing is, and that's another thing, like, I mean, look, I, I, don't, I don't care. You guys, you know, whoever listens to this podcast, you can, you can criticize me, get on me. But the Trump supporters are some of the most delusional people on this planet Earth. First of all, I don't know if they know this, and, and, and newsflash, Mike Pence doesn't have the power to overturn the election. If you guys read and know your history, the vice president didn't have the power. Nobody in that chamber had the power to overturn the election. So you storming in there thinking, OK, if we do this, they're just somehow gonna be like, yeah, yeah, like you said, right. Yeah, we'll, we'll do it because you storm. No, we live in a democracy. We don't live in other countries where it's dictatorships. This is a democracy. That's why Trump's ass is going to be gone in 13, 12 days, whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? Like that. That's not how America works. So like you said, I don't know what they thought the end game was going to be, but they literally were mistaken. And I think they're realizing now. A lot of these people are getting arrested, and once Biden gets saying, "May God help you," what some of these sentences or what these charges might be, um, yeah, I, I just I think they're very delusional, they're just not knowing what the laws or what the rules are when it comes to this country. Um, and this supposed to be their country. I'm not to. even sure why Trump is still in office. I think he should be out. So. Well, yeah oh. that's a whole nother conversation I'm not gonna even get into that yeah. um yeah that's a whole that's a whole nother another but you know I, I'll say this I'll say this to end to end this he he started this whole thing he he started it he he got those people brought up you if you watch that speech of well, the the whatever they, that rally was called save America rally whatever he says you know we're gonna go to the capitol you know I'm gonna follow you we're gonna storm to the capitol we're gonna go in there you know what I mean um he he started it you know what I mean? He started all this. I mean, I I, I want to go as far as that like, he started this like five years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, this has all b- been a build up. You know, he's the number one person responsible for all this. Not to say those people have I mean, obviously they're a hundred percent responsible as well, but he started all this. He was the one that, you know, made that tweet, you know, come out January sixth. You know what I mean? It's gonna be wild.
1: Yeah, like, be, be you're there our be fucking there, president, dude.
0: Who talks yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. Be there. Yeah, I think you said yeah, be there
1: will be wild. Like really?
0: Right. Yeah. Come on, dude. This, this is our president saying that. But you know what? We're gonna end. We're gonna end on some on, on some on some mm-hmm. uh better news, some great news, some lighter news. Now there was some history made also on that same day, and it's and it's it's sad that it wasn't covered because of the bullshit that was going on, you know, at the Capitol. But as as as, I, as um you know, me and Quad were talking about uh, when it happened, such an historic thing, and and I'm you know. Man it makes me want to move to Atlanta so bad. Like now. you, like you want, um,
1: like you wanted Reverend, to, uh, in your single days.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. Yes, I did. Yes, yeah. Shout out to the ATM. <laughs> I love the A. You know what I mean. Love the A. But anyway, but uh, man, nah, man, we really got to shout out and give give props to uh Reverend Raphael Warnock winning the the Georgia Senate seat. Uh, the first black, uh, not just man, first black person ever to you know represent the the state of Georgia in the Senate. Um. And obviously, man, look, you know what? I think I'd be remiss to not also think, man, I'm just going to call her a superhero, dude. They need to make a movie for her. Uh, Stacey Abrams, man, what she's done in Georgia and just getting Biden elected, getting Warnock elected, getting, you know, Ossoff elected, dude. I mean, that woman's amazing, man. She needs to be protected at all
1: costs.
0: (laughs) At all costs, man. I mean, she is like a superhero. Like, she's somebody, like, I would literally want to meet and I might literally cry if I meet her. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's how much admiration I have for her, man. But um such a historic thing, man. Yeah, what are, what are your thoughts? You know you know
1: another um group that should get some love here too is the WNBA. Because Oh yeah, so shout out obviously, to the WNBA, man. I
0: actually actually ordered my orange um a hoodie. Yeah So Warnock
1: obviously defeated uh Kelly uh Kelly Leffler, who
0: you yes know, was yes.
1: had you know was was a part of the um the players in the WNBA. Atlanta and they had shirts on saying vote Warnock and right know, we know the influence that Stacey Abrams has had especially on you know giving people the opportunity to vote and and responsible for turning Georgia blue but the WNBA protesting you know last year and and really getting the word out there like yo we have to really go out there and 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 vote and make a difference and I think that really was a major influence on getting Leffler out of there um, and in, oh yeah, so. man, no.
0: I him I I my WNBA hoodie. You know when he when he uh won on Wednesday, yeah. I was like, no, nah, I don't think I don't think this would even be possible. Not, not not to diminish what Stacey Abrams has done, but I think it really started right with the WNBA that night, with um Jacob Blake getting shot. And I, I think you remember they came in those uh, white shirts and there were holes in the back. You know, seven shots that Jacob Blake, and um they had those shirts that said, yeah, right, vote. I think he was polling like at like at nine percent before they did that, and then he just took off from there. Yeah, and I you think a lot mean? of people. And, um,
1: I think some people do wonder, like, oh, what, what, what are words on a shirt gonna do? But that's the power of influence, man. You never know. You never know yeah, who's being influenced yeah. by just even something as simple as words. And clearly, it made a difference there because because it brought awareness and bringing awareness, people, you know, learning more about you know, particular names they don't know, or just, you know, you, you see a name on a shirt and it makes you want to Google it. And, you, you know, you never know what words lead to is what I'm, what I'm saying. So uh, yeah, shout out to the right, WNBA, right. which I've never said before, man. Those, good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, those, are, those women are great. Um, like I said, shout out to Stacey Abrams. You know, I hope Warnock goes up there and does his job, does, you know, fights for the people, you know, and when I mean people fight for us, you know what I mean? But obviously, I, mean, I know you got to fight for all people in Georgia. But, you know, um, yeah, man, you know, you, you obviously know what's going on in this country, man. So I'm, I'm just definitely on, a, on one of the darkest days of our country for that to happen on the same day. You know, at least it was a little bit of good news, a little bit of light, you know, shed um, and some history made. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy, man. Like I said, I'm, I'm a big fan of of the A. So uh, shout out to yeah, them. The A, you know, baby, you, that's so, your city. Uh, <laughs> oh he yeah, took, no doubt. One took of, one me of there my for favorites. Ago, I was like,
1: "Wow, this is the
0: yeah, dog, yeah." You, you, you already know the reason why when I was thinking why I went to move it but uh, <laughs> but nah, man, I love the A and uh, the, the whole state of Georgia, man. They yeah, that, they they got some great ones there now. So uh, yeah, man. But yeah, that's gonna wrap it up for us. Um, you know, we'll do it again next week. Hopefully, we'll have a bunch of stuff like <laughs> what we talked about. The end happening We may have some more stuff. Obviously, this this idiot's in the, in the uh, White House for another 12, 13 days. So who knows? But uh, hopefully we have some uh, just straight, you know, sports talk and just, uh, you know, non-controversial stuff to talk about. But, you know, obviously, like, like me and Kwab always say, man, I think it's on us and our duty as two, you know, young black men to address, you know, what's going on in the world, especially when it affects us. So, you know what I mean? I hope you guys appreciate man, no that. no doubt, man. No doubt. All right, man. For for another episode of Brothers Next, we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.